Hey everybody, Logan Alec, CPA here from Choice Tax Relief. Today, I'm going to read this post on Reddit from somebody who has not filed their tax returns in approximately 20 years, and then I'm going to share my thoughts on what an individual uh, in this situation uh, should do just with the limited information shared in the Reddit post. All right, so let's get into it. I'm going to read it. It's not long. It's like five paragraphs, uh, and then I'll share my thoughts. All right, so this individual says, uh, haven't filed in approximately 20 years. I assume that little thing here, tilde thing means uh, approximately. And I'm going to say he. Could be a she. I don't know. I'm just going to use he for simplicity. Um, so I haven't filed taxes in, in approximately 20 years. First 10 or so, I was self-employed, struggling majorly with life. I didn't pay anything those 10 years, and some years made around $80,000. I had one child. The next 10 or so, I've made far less money, could still claim that dependent for the first few years, but had only one deduction taken out and paid through payroll deductions but have not filed. The past 10 years are not nearly as concerning. <clears throat> Let's go on to the next paragraphs here. Uh, I know the IRS looked for me the initial years as they were sending things to an old address and they filed on my behalf for at least one year. That's an SFR when uh, they're saying the IRS filed a, a return for them. They mean the IRS filed a substitute for return for them. And SFR is created a long 40-minute video about the ins and outs of IRS SFRs. Link to that video at the top of the screen and in uh, the description below. Um, I want to finally take this one. I don't know quite what they mean by this phrase, but I want to finally take this one, but I have no clue where to start. Due to the depression and mental health struggles, I don't have proper record keeping for these, these first 10 years or so. The companies I was independent contractor for are long out of business. I don't remember their names. I likely have some of the 1099s, definitely not all. Nearly all my documentation for business expenses is, go is gone, stored on old, long gone PCs. I have a few thousand in savings, uh, so not really in a position to hire a professional. I know that would be best, but it likely won't be feasible. Can anyone give me next steps? If the IRS only has 10 years in transcripts, how do I go about filing for those first 10 years as if my own records are crap? Would the logical first step uh, be to call the IRS and say I want to get things right? File the past 10 years that are that are less concerning. Um, so, okay, so there's, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Right, but in these situations where somebody has not filed uh, in approximately 20 years, and they know that the IRS has uh, filed an SFR for them, first th first task here is to figure out what tax years uh, are in their best interest to file. Okay, and in general, there are exceptions to this, but in general, you want to file at least the last six years to get in compliance from the IRS's perspective, and then for any year that. Uh, the IRS has filed an SFR for you. It's generally in your best interest uh, to file a return for that year because on the SFR, the, the IRS is generally significantly um, overstating your liability, right? Because they're not giving you uh, uh, a credit or exemption for dependents. They are assuming your filing status um, is married to filing separately. If, if you're married or they think you're married or single, um, if you're, if they believe you're, you're unmarried, right? When you, you could in actuality file for head of house, file as head of household, which would give you, um, uh, lower, lower tax rates on your income, right? And this person may, that may very well be the case for this person. They said they had one child. I don't think they ever mentioned a spouse in here. So I'm guessing their filing status would be head of household, but on the, the return the IRS did for them, the SFR, they're going to say they're single. Business deductions, right? They, they were self-employed, 1099. Um, the IRS doesn't give any business deductions on the, the SFRs, right? So if you get, just get a gross 1099, that's a really high amount, but then you have all these expenses, so your net was actually lower. IRS isn't going to estimate those expenses for you. You have to self-report uh, them. 
right? So first thing I would do, first thing we do, right? When we get a, a non-filer who comes to us to figure out, and sometimes we can just, you know, we can, we can do this over the phone, right? When they describe their situation. Okay, it sounds like you need to file this, 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 and, and this, right? You know, subject to further investigation when we actually, you know, start doing their returns. Um, but but that's that's the typical game plan. File the last six years and any years for which the IRS has filed an SFR for you. Um, of course, for the last six years, some years you may not have been required to file. Um, so you wouldn't necessarily have to file those unless it's in the last three years uh, because then you'd still be eligible for a refund, right, for those years. So, um, and if you didn't get your stimulus, right, you probably want to file 20 and 21 uh, to get the stimulus um, uh, as the recovery recovery rebate credit for those years, okay? Um, <clears throat> all right, so uh, another thing here that I wanted to mention is the, the expenses, right? So now we figured out what years we need to file, okay? Well, let's next step. Next step is figure out the order in which you should file them, okay? And typically, we like to go chronologically, typically, right? Because sometimes there's carry forwards or carryovers from one year to the next. For example, if you sold a lot of stock at a loss one year, and you wiped out all your capital gains with that loss, and you took the $3,000 against your ordinary income, you have what's called a capital loss carry forward. We're seeing a lot of that these days with people who have lost money in stocks and crypto. Um, so th that capital loss you can carry forward to future years to offset your capital gains in future years, or if you don't have any capital gains in future years, or your capital loss carry forward still exceeds your capital gains for future years, you can deduct $3,000 a year against your ordinary income, right? There are things like this, there's appreciation if you have rental properties, things like that, right? Which is a good argument for why you should just go chronologically. Now, there are some exceptions to that, to be sure. Um, for example, right now as I'm recording this, it's in early October, 2022, okay? If you filed an extension for 2022, and you're gonna owe for 2022, it is in your best interest to get 2022 filed before October 16th, uh, 2023, right? Because that's the extended tax deadline. Or else you're going to be hit with a failure to file penalty on um, the, uh, uh, the on um, uh, that that's based on the amount of tax you owe in your return, right? Five percent per month or part of the month, uh, up to five months. So um, there's things like that. Yeah, if if you have a refund statute date coming up, right? For example. Um, your 2019 return, right? Let's say you got an extension on that. That that was the, the weird year where they made the tax deadline in July. Uh, instead of April, you could get an extension until October, right, of 2020 for your 2019 return. When you get that extension, it extends the refund statute too. That's the three-year time period you can get a refund. So if your refund statute date is coming up, like for 2019 here in the next couple weeks, you'd probably want to prioritize filing 2019 before that, uh, that refund statute expiration date expires right before that three-year time limit on when you can get your refund for 2019 expires, which is three years uh, from uh, either the original due date of the return or if you filed an extension, uh, the extended due date of the return, right? Obviously, if you filed in there, it would be from the filing date, um, but that's I'm assuming you didn't file. So um, it, it'd be the extended due date if you got an extension. So there are some exceptions there. There are some others too. I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds on that in this video, but there are some exceptions why you wouldn't necessarily always want to file chronologically, right? But generally, chronologically, if there's not a strong argument, otherwise should probably just file them uh, <coughs> chronologically or at least work on them chronologically. Um, I do want to mention uh, another another thing here. Uh, this individual knows they, they filed on my behalf for at least one year, right? And it sounds like they were sending things to an old address. So 
they could have filed for other years for her too and made assessments of tax on other years, filed, filed SFRs for her, made assessments of tax for those years, and sent those notices to an old address. Because she, and I'm saying she now, because she hasn't filed a return in, uh, you know, in a very long time, the IRS doesn't have an updated address for her unless she filed a change of address form with them, which I doubt she did. So, um, you know, so that, and that leads me to the, the next thing here, which is uh, it's, it's possible that IRS filed more than one SFR. For this individual, right? How could she find out? Call them up, ask for the balance by year, ask if any SFRs were filed for each year, right? Uh, and the IRS will tell you, or they'll tell your representative if you hire somebody to figure all this out for you. Um, so you'd want to file th those years as well, probably, right, to reduce the liability. There's another consideration here that we as professionals kind of utilize, and um, it's the collection statute expiration date, right? So you know, if there was a return where the IRS did an SFR, did an assessment, you know, nine and a half years ago, and there's been no tolling events, well, that tax debt might actually be dropping off here, right, in, in the near future. And so it may not even be worth the trouble to go and prepare an SFR uh, for that year due to the collection uh, stop uh, drop-off date. However, all, for a year you haven't filed for which the SFR is done, or which the IRS has done an SFR for you, um, it's often... The date of assessment is often later than you might think, right? Because we get people who come to us and say, oh, you know, the IRS, they did they did a replacement return. They did an SFR for 2012, but it should have dropped off by now, right? Because it's been over 10 years since 2012. Well, the answer is no, uh, because they probably actually did the SFR, um, actually prepared the SFR or through the ASFR system, you know, automated, automated automatically prepared the SFR, Um probably maybe a year at the earliest after the original due date of your return, right? At the earliest, right? Uh, and the assessment would come after that because they got to give you these notices, right? Um, you know, 30-day notice, 90-day notice, things like that before they actually make the assessment of tax, okay? So um, the assessment might not have happened for the 2012 year, if we're talking about an SFR here, until possibly 2015, right? So the tax debt might be drop, not be dropping off as early as you think it might be. This is one of the things we ask uh, for our clients who have not filed and who have SFRs. This is one thing we research for them uh, with the IRS to see exactly when this tax debt um, is going to drop off. Um, okay, so I think uh, we've talked enough about figuring out, you know, which years to file. Now, how do you actually file these returns? Um, especially when this individual, as many people do, says they don't have proper record keeping, right? Well, she said she says for the first 10 years, she might not even have to do those first 10 years anyway for reasons I've spoken about previously. But let's say, uh, you know, she, had, she, she was an independent contractor, 1099. You know, there's some years that she needs to file, right? Either because the SFR balance is just so grossly overstated because the IRS doesn't give you any deductions or in the standard deduction, um, or because it's in the last six years and she needs to get compliant, right? And get caught up. So... Um, what to do in this case? Well, there are methods that can be used to estimate expenses. There was a tax court case, or there's a, a court case called Cohen. Cohen, some people say Cohen, um, that uh, basically established that you can estimate uh, expenses for your business in certain circumstances. And we do this regularly for our clients because we get have a lot of clients who come to us, they're 1099, they have absolutely no business records, 
right? None at all. But they obviously did have business expenses. Every business has expenses. So what do we do? We reconstruct expenses, okay? Um, I'm not going to get into that here in this video. It's it's kind of a, a lengthy process. Um, it, it I don't want to say it's proprietary, but... Uh, you know, it has worked very well for us and it results in extremely low audit rate. So I will say there are solutions here if you if you don't have, um, you know, expense records, right? You will probably, probably get a better answer. You'll, you'll probably result in a, in a lower liability if you actually prepared your full set of books, right? Um, but if we're, if we're estimating and reconstructing, we're generally uh, a little bit on the conservative side, but uh, definitely more aggressive than a lot of firms out there who are not going to give you any deductions unless you can prove them, and which I think is ridiculous because some people, they just get behind and they lose their records or they never had them in the first place. So um, that's one thing I want to mention there. Another thing I want to mention is that you can uh, get your wage and income transcripts for the last 10 years from the IRS. So let's say that you've determined you got to file, you know, XYZ tax returns. Well, it's going to be more than that probably, but um, these tax returns, but you don't have any of your tax docs, right? This individual says, you know, I likely have some of the 1099s, definitely not all. So that's okay. The IRS has records of the 1099s um, on your wage and income transcripts, which you can pull, uh, which you can request from the IRS. Uh, you can also set up an IRS account and pull those. Um, for years older than 10 years, right, the IRS does not have wage and income transcripts for you. Now, the only reason that you would probably want to access records for those years anyway for an unfiled year is if the IRS prepared an SFR for you for one of those years, right? In which case, um, you would you could do what's called a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act. This isn't just a tax thing; it's a government-wide thing. Um, but basically, the gist of it is, you have the right to know the basis of the IRS's assessment against you. Okay, so if there is a, an assessment against you based on an SFR, um, you can do a FOIA request to request that file. Okay, so, and we do this, you know, routinely for uh, our clients who have found themselves in this situation. Maybe I'll pull one up here. Okay, so we, we had a client who the IRS had done really old SFRs for, and we, wage and income transcripts weren't available to do their returns. And uh, so what we did is we did what's called a FOIA request. Um, we have an employee in uh, our office, her name's Lulu, Lulu Peralta. And if you worked with my company, uh, you may have been assigned to Lulu. Uh, she's one of the case managers who uh, does these requests for us. Uh, this is our old address, actually. Uh, our new address is in uh, Los Angeles proper, but anyway, so uh, you know, we 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 requested. Here we go, and I, I redacted all the client's information here, but you know, you asked for all documents associated with the substitute for return document locator numbers for tax years 2007-11, including any existing wage and income information that was used to create the assessments, right? And so they gave us you know, 118 pages responding to the request. And you know, this is so, lots of professionals don't know about this. I'm not gonna show you the 118 pages here, A, because I haven't redacted them all, and it would have sensitive information on it, and B, it's just, it's too much to get into here. But this is a tool at your disposal. It's tricky though. Sometimes the FOIA, for one thing, it takes a long time, like for them to, because for them to get it to you. Sometimes they reject it, and you have to say, "Well, actually, no." Blah blah blah, and here's why. So it can be a lengthy process, but at the end of the day, um, it, it's it's often uh, worth it uh, for for a clients who have SFRs filed against them. 
What else here? Oh, uh, when you request wage and income transcripts, request unmasked wage and income transcripts because if you don't say unmasked, the the name of the issuer and their address and their EIN, except for like the last four digits, I, I think, are, are, are going to be like asterisked out and redacted. But if you ask for unmasked wage and income transcripts for filing, they'll give you the full uh, they'll give you wage and income transcripts that say th the full information of whoever issued them, which is helpful if you want to e-file, right? Because uh, when you, when you e-file returns, you need to put, you know, for, for most tax documents, the, the full name and address and EIN of the, of, of the issuer. But kind of biggest thing here is if you're working with a professional on this, make sure they don't just dump right into just filing all the returns, right? Last 10 years or first 10 years, definitely not all 20 years okay so often we have seen people who are in situations like this they have not filed for 10 years 20 years 30 years ever you know they're they're in their their 50s or 60s and they say i've never filed sometimes you'll get some some cpa or or ea or, or some tax preparer who just doesn't know what they're doing and uh, they will just file all the years, right? Oh yeah, let's just look, you gotta file all of them. You have an obligation to, to file all of them. And um, that's obviously nice for the tax professional because they get a nice fat fee, right? For doing all these years of tax returns because the person's scared, they wanna get this taken care of and get caught up, but they don't know. And you know, tax preparers who do that, I think most of them just flat out don't know that there's actually a strategy here and they're doing their client a disservice by filing years and creating liabilities with penalties and interest for old years that maybe they shouldn't even have filed in the first place. Or they do know, but they're greedy. And I've been a lot around a lot of tax pros and I think most are in that first category. They just don't know, you know, because they're not specialists in getting non-filers back in compliance and putting together that strategy, right? Or even estimating expenses um, for them. So, um, that's my take anyway. So, all right. So those are just, you know, some thoughts that, that I had on, on this Reddit post. Uh, it was kind of just kind of off the cuff here. Um, I have other videos that are a little more structured than this. This was kind of like stream of consciousness about what to do if you've gotten behind on several years of, of tax filings. Um, and one of those videos is right up here on the left-hand side of your screen, top left. And my whole playlist of those videos is down here on the bottom left of your screen. So anyway, hope you enjoyed this video and uh, feel free to ask any questions in the comments below. You can of course reach out to us at Choice Tax Relief at 866-8000-TAX to schedule your free consultation uh, or just fill out the form at choicetaxrelief.com and we'll reach out to you. All right. Hope to talk to you soon. Hope to see, what you, uh, hope to see you soon on the next video. Bye-bye.